hello. It's the two of us today. We don't do this often. No, we don't. Why don't you go ahead? You want to? Oh, yeah, I'm starting. <laughs> we, we did go through this. We did go through this. It was kind of weird, like, sitting up here. I feel like I need to scoot back a little bit. Okay. Whatever you Sorry. need, babe. Whatever. That's right. Thank yeah. you. Good response. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're, we're married. We haven't gone. If you can't tell, I know, yes. <laughs> we say, hey, I'm one of the pastors, and he says, I'm one of the pastors. We're married. Um, but uh, it is good to be here, and what an amazing day to celebrate baptisms and dedications. So great to be in a vibrant, alive church. And so we are, um, this is our last Sunday in this message series we've been working through entitled Real Mature. And uh, this idea written about in in 2 Corinthians by the Apostle Paul. And he said, therefore, we don't lose heart, although outwardly we are wasting away. We talked about that last week. We're just getting older. We cannot deny it. Um, But inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. Outwardly, we are dying. Inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. We are becoming more mature, renewed, as in um, maturing in our, our 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 faith and our formation. And the invitation that God puts out for all of us is what it, our vision statement says, to be known, belong, and be loved. And the invitation, God says, I want you to know me, and I want you to allow yourself to be known by me. And this process of transformation and becoming real mature in Christ is the fulfillment of that. And it's our, it's our invitation, and uh, we're all invited into that. And that is the good news. Um, so the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about the, uh, the, our emotional health being tied to our spiritual maturity and how hard it is, impossible, it's actually impossible to separate the two. And so the first week, John said that we need to be looking back and below and beyond and looking at our past and how it's shaped our worldview and our narratives about God and about people. And that understanding our past and who, who we are absolutely has an effect on our present and on our future. And then the second week, he talked us through hugging the cactus and embracing and understanding that we all have limitations and weaknesses, but that um, Jesus' strength is made perfect in our weakness. And so um, we are to acknowledge that we have them and embrace them and then work through that. And then last week, we talked about embracing the grief and the loss and the cross, and looking at our past losses and disappointments and grief, and allowing us to acknowledge that we have them, that we can expect them to be a part of life, and that by acknowledging them, we can then move forward to forgiveness, which Jesus modeled for us. And so my hope is that through this series, you have um, come to have a better understanding of how to kind of move forward in that. If this is your first time and you haven't had an opportunity to be with us, um, what we're going to talk about today is applicable, applicable for you. So you're not going to be lost. And if you are interested, you can go back and listen to our, our podcast. But we thought it would be helpful why we're sitting here and... Um, because it's Baptism Sunday, we always realize that the message has to be shorter, and um, he would talk too long if he was going to give the message. So <laughs> I was kidding. I didn't script that either. Um, <laughs> shocking. Uh, but we thought it might be helpful for us to share with you what, what we've done 
um, just as individuals and together um, to grow in our maturity in, in following Jesus. We are not fully there, um, but just helpful tools and, and um, things that you can actually apply and take with you. And so you'll probably want to grab a pen and your, uh, your bulletin. Because if, if something comes up that you want to write down, I'm just going to prepare you. We're going to have some real practical ways for us to do that. But I want to talk about um, spiritual practices. And we talk about um, how do we become more fully formed in the likeness of Christ. So we have to um, incorporate um, certain things into our lives, be intentional about how we develop our relationship with God. And so before we jump into a bunch of these suggestions, I want to start by saying this. You will not drift into becoming a mature mature Christ follower. Let me say that again. You're not just going to drift and one day be this really committed and well-formed disciple of Jesus. You have to be intentional about that part of your life. Um, You don't accidentally uh, just wake up and, and be just understand scripture and all that. You have, to, you have to do it. And it's like thinking of the people in your lives. Like if someone you love, um, you can tell them you love them all day long. But if you do not spend time or you make time for that person, they don't know and you don't know. And so this is um, an important thing for us to, do, to understand and to grasp. So as we talk about spiritual practices, um, there's a first step to it. Okay, so here, here it is. All of the spiritual practices, silence, um, reading scripture, practicing Sabbath, giving space to rest and sleep, none of it will happen if you don't schedule it. So I'm telling you, we're going to get real practical here. Intentionally setting time in your schedule to be open to hearing God's voice in your life. And so first step, we're saying create a schedule. Some of you say, oh my gosh, my schedule's packed. I'm I'm so swamped, I don't have time for it. But here's what I want to ask you to do right, right now. Um, we are going to ask you a question, and I want you to think about it. And I don't want you to think about all of the things on your schedule that already have taken up, all the things on your plate that people have put on there for you. You know that, like, oh, I have to go to this meeting. I have to do this thing. I have to do that. I'm not talking about that, okay? I want to ask you a question, and I want you to really think about it. What is important to you? Like, in your life, when you think about the priority, uh, the priority relationships, what is important to you? And then ask yourself, does your schedule, do your days reveal what's important to you? I'm going to let you sit on that for a second. I want you to think about this past week and did the activities you participated in reveal What's important to you? So, when we look at our schedules and our and our uh, our days, there's something that I've heard called a rule of life. And you say, okay, for me as Amber Carol, I uh, most important priorities in my life is my relationship with God and taking care of myself in that relationship, my, uh, my spouse, my kids, my church, and my work. And so I schedule my day around those things. Now, I fail all the time. Like, I mess it up like crazy. But I, I thought it might be fun. Here's two examples, and I uh, will show the first example up there. Um, okay, 
I know this is like really tedious, but stick with me for a second. My schedule begins the night before at 10 o'clock. The uh, Jewish practice believed that when you went to sleep was the beginning of your day, that our sleeping reveals our trust that God will continue to do what God does while we're asleep. Did you know that the world doesn't depend on you? It's weird. Like God actually works when we're not asleep. It's kind of one of those first examples of surrender. So sleep, um, I heard someone say the other day, to not give yourself enough sleep. Okay, I didn't say this. Someone said it, but it kind of struck a chord with me. They said, to not get enough sleep is morally irresponsible to the people in your lives. I was like, ow, you know, come on now. But to say, I am sleeping so that when I wake up in the morning, I can give my best to God. I can give my best to my family. I can give my best to my employer who's paying me to work. So thinking through the, um, the beginning of your, your evening as the beginning of your day. And so for, you know, this is an example of someone maybe up here. Um, so lights out, wake up at five, um, scheduled time for personal study, Bible study, exercise, get ready for the day, work, evening activities, bedtime routine, lights out. Um, I'm going to show a second example. This might be of someone else up here. Um, same kind of thing, go to bed, but this other person exercises first because that's just his better rhythm, get ready for the day, commute to work, but finding time in your schedule to say, okay, I want to start my day with Jesus before the day starts. So he has scheduled time, or someone on this stage, scheduled time. Um, very subtle. Very subtle. Uh, leaving, leaving the house, uh, you know, whatever time, but setting aside right when you get down to your desk to say, okay, this first 30 minutes, this is my time, or for however, however long you're doing it, um, to like read and focus, to give God God access to all of your life before you interact with your boss, your employees, your coworkers, your customers, whatever, and then kids' activities, evening stuff, and lights out. So that's just like thinking through your days of how do you schedule, intentionally plan time and space so that you don't miss out on what matters in your life. You don't just drift into it. And uh, so then we have a couple of kind of tools. So, so now that you've got it figured out. And so if you said, okay, I'm going to spend time with God in the morning, or maybe your evening time right before lights out is you're preparing for the next day with God. A lot of times we don't know what to do in that time. We're like, okay, great. Now I set aside quiet time and people have been telling me my whole life to have quiet time or read my Bible. And I have no idea where to start. And I've had many conversations, um, with some of you in this room and you said, it's great. I just don't know what to do. So we thought it would be great to share with you some of the tools we use, and John is going to take that part. Yeah. So uh, the first week of our message series uh, uh, for Real Mature, uh, I talked about Dallas Willard's um, acronym VIM, V-I-M, Vision, Intention, Means. You remember that? Just, just start nodding and make me feel better. All right, good, good. Um, so you know, Dallas talked about in, in, in order to pursue something, you've got to have a vision for it, um, and then you've got to have the intentions or the want to uh, to pursue it, and then you have to have the means or the tangible things that help you achieve your vision. And so uh, we're talking a lot about discipleship, and discipleship is a really important part. Uh, it, it shapes the way that we view the world. It shapes the way that we view God. And so, um, so to, to have uh, a healthy view of or a vision for um, your life is really, really important. 
And, and so uh, the, the vision for uh, real mature is that you experience a with God life. And that means that God goes everywhere you go, you take God with you. And, uh, and, and Jesus talked about this in John 10, 10. He said, you know, I have come to give you life and give it to the full. And so uh, Jesus wants you to have this abundant life. And part of that is having the right vision for that. And, and that's having a with God life. And, and, but like Amber said, um, you got to have the right intentions. You don't just drift into discipleship. You don't wake up one day and go, wow, I'm fully formed as a, as a follower of Jesus. Boy, my life sure does reflect the character of Christ. No, you have to be intentional about it. And so there are things that you have to do in order to pursue the vision. And um, that leads to the means. These are the things that you, like the little tools that you put in your utility belt that help you pursue your vision. And so we talked a lot about some theoretical stuff, um, and, and we didn't want to leave this message series without getting real practical. We wanted to give you some tools to stick in your utility belt as a way to uh, pursue spiritual maturity. Now, before I uh, kind of look back, I wanted to take a, a quick view forward. Uh, next week, we're going to start a new six-week message series called I Pray. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot about prayer. And prayer is the chief means of grace. It's our primary form of communication with God. And, and I'm going to talk more about this in, in the coming weeks. But, um, you know, it's funny because people just assume that you're a Christian, that you know how to pray. Um, but I think a lot of us, if we're being really honest, myself included, struggle with prayer. And so we're going to be talking about ways that we can connect with God through prayer and why prayer is important, why it matters, and uh, what are some barriers to prayer? Like what holds us back from having a healthy prayer life? And then when we do pray, what, what do we experience? How is God at work? And we're going to unpack all of those things. And I'm usually really excited about message series when we start them, but I'm really really excited about this one. And so I, I, we want you to be a part of that because we're really going to get after um, how to pursue a healthy prayer life. We're going to cast a vision for a healthy prayer life. But here are some tangible things, some tools that you can stick in your utility belt as we uh, transition from the Real Mature series into the I Pray series. And so there's a, there's a couple apps that I wanted to tell you about. Uh, the first one is called Pray As You Go. I think we have a little icon for it up here. There we go. It's the G. Um, it's called Pray As You Go. And uh, it's a daily devotional and prayer. And you can download it on your smartphone. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It's 12 minutes long. And so it's, uh, it's not a very long thing. It's, it's one of those things where you can wake up in the morning and if you're a coffee or a tea drinker um, or, you know, maybe if there's teenagers in here, if you've got one of those, um, what, what do you call them? Kickstarts. Kick yes. Clearly Aiden knows all about those. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, as you're, as you're waking up in the morning, 12 minutes long and, uh, and, it, and it's a prayer. It's a, it's a devotional guide and it's really neat. It's actually uh, developed by the Jesuits of Britain. If you don't know what a Jesuit is, a Jesuit is, uh, is part of the Catholic Church, and, uh, the, and the Jesuits do a tremendous job with this app. And um, 
By the way, the Jesuits, uh, just as a little historical background, because I think this stuff is kind of cool, um, the Jesuits were started by uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, a uh, Catholic priest, and, uh, and that started in the 1500s, uh, the Jesuits did. And, uh, and Jesuits are missionaries that serve all over our wor- world in a variety of different ways, um, but one of the ways that they serve is uh, through technology and this app. And, and so this is an easy way for you to start the day um, to uh, center yourself on um, something beautiful, good, and true. And, and as, a, as we're looking, um, as you think about your schedule in your day, those pockets of time that tend to be wasted, like a lot of people commute to work, a 30-minute drive, 25-minute drive, these are things that you could incorporate into your drive to make it more intentional about spending time with God in those spaces. And so stealing away those moments of development. So just wanted yeah. to say that. Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, if you don't start your day, you can do it in the car. Uh, you can do it while you're exercising. Uh, you can do it before going to bed, uh, whatever it is. But this is a great resource uh, that you can take advantage of. Uh, another really great app uh, that we use quite a bit, you probably already have it on your phone, is the uh, Bible app, the version uh, Bible app. Uh, just by show of hands, how many of you have this app on your phone already? Nice. That's good to see. If you don't, it, it's really cool. Um, so Life Church. Uh, in Oklahoma City, uh, developed this app many years ago. And if you don't know, Life Church is actually connected to the Covenant Church, which is kind of fun. Woot, woot. Go Covenant. Um, I checked the statistics today. Um, just wild guess how many um, uh, UVersion apps have been downloaded so far? Just to shout it out. Two million? That's a good guess. What? what anybody else? Shout it out. Oh, come on. No, five, no, 335 million downloads. 335 million times that app has been downloaded. So pretty amazing. Um, it is in, uh, has multiple versions, multiple translations of the Bible, 1,200, in fact, different uh, translations in 900 different languages. Think about that. That's a ton. But one of the great things about the YouVersion Bible is that it offers a verse of the day, and so you can just open it up, read one verse, and think about it for a little bit. Uh, but they also, if you want to go deeper, the YouVersion app has a uh, reading plan, a Bible reading plan that you can do. And it helps set that up so you have a little bit of structure. So it's a really great app to get in the Word. And it will read the Bible to you. Yes. So that's kind of fun. So if you wanted to, just wanted to read your Bible, you can have them the voices read it to you in the version that you want to hear. So that's, was, that's been really great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those are just two apps um, that we suggest we think are really good. Um, but uh, we also listen to quite a few podcasts. How many of you in here are podcast listeners? Not as many as I thought. Okay. That's good. Some of you. It's all right. Podcasts are a great way uh, for you to learn on the go. Um, one of the podcasts that we would hope that you'd listen to if you can't make it to church is to listen to the podcast for Hope Covenants. Uh, they're located on our website, but you can also download it uh, on uh, iTunes or uh, through your smartphone if you have uh, Android. Uh, you can download the podcast and listen to them. Uh, one of the things that we do uh, that's connected to our podcast, and you may notice that in, in your bulletin, there's usually talk points. There's four questions uh, with, that are connected to the sermons. And so we'd love for you to uh, think about those talk points and uh, to maybe even discuss them in a hope group if you're a part of a hope group or a small group. 
Um, and then maybe if you're doing this on your own, maybe journal about it. Uh, just uh, write down your answers to the questions and uh, talk to God about uh, your answers and how you uh, think, you know, or what you think that God may be saying to you. Uh, so Hope Covenant is a great app. Another great app is the, the Things Above podcast. And um, Things Above is a podcast that uh, the Apprentice Institute just launched. If you don't know, I work for the Apprentice Institute at Friends University. And uh, our executive director is James Brian Smith. And uh, Jim is a professor at Friends. He's also a best-selling Christian author. Um, millions of books of his have been uh, purchased uh, over the years. And, uh, and he has a lot of really great stuff to say. And a couple weeks ago, we launched the Things Above podcast. And um, the tagline for the podcast is Heavenly Thinking for Earthly Engagement. And it's based on um, Colossians 3, 1 through 4. I actually had it on my phone and I left my phone um, on my chair. But, um, but Colossians 3, um, it's really based on Colossians 3, um, verse 2. But I'll, we're going to read the whole passage. This is Paul writing to the church in Colossae. And he says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. And this is what the podcast is based on. Uh, Verse 2, it says, Set your minds on things above and not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. And so I thought that was kind of interesting that you've been raised with Christ, especially since we've uh, just practice the sacrament of baptism and the dying and the rising to life again. Um, So this podcast talks about mind discipleship. So we're talking about setting your mind on things above. And I thought it was kind of interesting. I'm I'm reading um, a biography of uh, Dallas Willard. Uh, It's written by Gary Moon. It's called Becoming Dallas Willard. And I was just reading this this morning and I thought it was so interesting. Um, So Gary Moon uh, writes that... um, that the religious landscape has changed dramatically. He says, before the turn of the century, there were numerous indicators that that religious involvement was in free fall. Faith was no longer a family hand-me-down. Attendance at mainline churches was on a steep decline. One in four Americans claimed no religious identification. And one in two would admit to only moderate or intermittent concern for religion. The nuns... Those with no religious affiliation were increasing faster than the nuns, N-U-N-S. The evangelical church in particular was losing its authority, and some, such as Mark Knoll, uh, in his shocking book, The Scandal of the Evangelical Mind, were making the claim that the scandal of the evangelical mind is that there is not much mind there. The evangelical church was saving souls and losing minds. And I thought that was interesting. We're saving souls and losing minds. And I think in light of what we talked about uh, with baptism, where, you know, we, we accept Christ and we go public with our faith in Jesus, and, and we are saved. We go to heaven, and that's a glorious thing. But the problem that happens is that after you're baptized, there's no pathway to discipleship. And then you're frustrated. And then you say, this doesn't work. And, and you're not working out your faith with fear and trembling something that we talked about in the first week of this message series. And so we're saying discipleship, the next step, um, is critical. You know, 
I believe it's important to get people into heaven, but we're also concerned about getting heaven into you. Because that's when you live it out in your life. And if you're not living it out, then you got to start to ask some serious questions. Like, what am, I, then what am I doing? You know, the most important thing you can do after baptism is work out your faith in fear and trembling. Live it out and so that you can impact the people around you. That's what the Christian life is about. And so we want you to set your minds on things above. You know, part of the frustration that we experience is that, um, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll watch the news or we'll listen to, um, you know, something else. And, and, and I mean, and I don't want to go too deep into this and I, I kind of hesitate to say, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it, is that I, I rarely meet people who watch politics on the news and then get on Facebook and say, I have really great things to say about my neighbor. I don't think that's happening much in our day today. And I think it's because we're not setting our minds on things above. And if that rubs you the wrong way, I'd love to talk to you afterwards and ask you a few questions. But this is what we're talking about, is that we want people to experience the transformation from the inside out. It's what Paul talked about in Romans 12 when he said that uh, be, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And this is one way that you can do it. The last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, a book and the neighbor's going to talk about another book. Um, so we, a lot of people have come up to us and, uh, throughout the last few weeks and they've said, I, I'm loving this message series. This is so good. Um, and, and we pulled a lot of ideas, a lot of thoughts um, from Real Mature, uh, from a book, um, uh, really from an author who's written several books. His name's Pete Tazero, and he wrote a really wonderful book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And if, if, you are, if your interest is peaked, if it's been peaked throughout this message series, we would love for you to pick up this book and read it uh, because it goes way deeper uh, than we were able to do in the message series. And so you can pick that up on Amazon and um, check it out. And, and then we would love to talk to you about what you're reading, uh, if you care so. And beautiful thing about that book, it's also available as an audiobook. So again, if you commute and you're trying to find time, you can always get an audiobook, listen to it on your way to and from work, and fill your mind with some good things. We also, the book Boundaries, so as we looked at uh, Real Mature, we touched, uh, we've, we've really kind of led you through potential painful stuff. And we recognize that. Um, looking back in your life, acknowledging hurts and past and our grief and our limitations. And so um, there's a book called Boundaries. And I just wanted to recommend it to anyone who is um, finding, uh, trying to navigate maybe difficult relationships in their lives, maybe navigating um, their own response to setting boundaries with people, um, infringing on your time and um, your schedule, but also in, in uh, maybe some relationships. And so I would highly recommend the book Boundaries. These are just two of the books based on this series. We have tons of books we could recommend to you, but these two in particular. And what we've talked about here, like this, all of this, it's, the list is not exhaustive. It's just a start and we felt it would be irresponsible to lead through this and not give you some tools. And so that is why we spent some time this morning um, going over this. Um, but 
we hope and pray that the, the vision uh, for your life, that you can begin to answer that question. What is the vision for your life? What do you want your time hop to reveal year after year? And then what's your plan? Coming up with a plan. What's your intention on living out that vision and then the means? Like, how are you going to do it? It's getting iCal and your Google Calendar all set up and organized is one thing. But thinking through that process is the other. And then hopefully through that, you will be on your way to continually being renewed day by day in your relationship with Jesus. Um, I'm going to pray for our morning, and then we're actually going to call the, um, the music team forward, and we're going to go into a time of our offering. But let's, let's go to God in prayer. Oh, loving God, we thank you so much for this day and this time to just uh, be together to celebrate what you are doing in the lives of our congregation, in the lives of our, our uh, baptisms and and child dedications, and, and just there's so much going on in this room. We know that you are active and moving, and so we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace in our lives before we even knew you were at work, and thank you for going ahead of us um, and for paving the way. I just pray that we find time to um, acknowledge your goodness and your presence in our lives, that we can begin to see um, where we are to go, where we are to heal, where we are to forgive, and uh, walk with us as we become more fully mature in you. And this morning, as we um, collect this offering and these gifts that you've given us, God, I just pray that you use it to continue to bless your kingdom here on earth. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.